I try to address with people just common sense tweaks to the life they actually live to get them on a path towards fitness that if you just keep walking in this direction, you can't not get there. You will get there. But in the meantime, what do you want your life to be about? Who are you? What's important beyond worrying about other people or things like that? So often we shift our focus off of ourselves by worrying about other things that actually don't need worrying. They're just easy distractions. And so when you get to the heart of it, a lot of times it's that people really haven't found their purpose yet. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. One of my favorite quotes that keeps me grounded in daily healthy rituals and healthy habits is this one. You can't go back and change the beginning but you can start where you are and change the ending. You can't go back and change the beginning, but there is so much that you can do to change your health outcome today, right now, even during the holidays. If we want to change how we feel, we start by changing our daily actions. Over 10 years ago, during my late 20s, I was chronically tired, 35 pounds overweight, constantly moody, and oftentimes very unmotivated. I felt like I had lost control of my body while driving myself directly into the ground. Caffeine became the only key to surviving each and every day. And after a series of hormone tests and being so exhausted that I couldn't function anymore, I realized that I needed to make some massive lifestyle shifts if I wanted to feel like my old self again. And I so desperately wanted to feel like myself again at least what I remembered I could actually feel like. Have you ever felt like you don't even remember what it feels like to feel really good? You just know that you used to feel better than you do right now. It was an understatement that I was ready to open new doors. So I started with ease and grace because that's all I had energy for in the beginning. I started with simple changes. I began eating more plants and cooking at home each night. Green leafy vegetables and green smoothies became my staple because they were so easy to make. Then I focused on yoga, dance, and fun exercises that I enjoyed, and I got rid of the exercises that I hated. I created a morning routine and my stress levels began to decrease, my energy levels increased, and the excess weight began to slowly come off, and I began to feel like myself again. Changing your habits to open new doors doesn't have to feel overwhelming. It's all about starting with one or two rituals and habits that feel good to you. Over time, you will love these new changes and want to bring on more. Now, if you're looking for ideas on how to boost your energy with some simple ease and grace rituals, including my favorite energy boosting green smoothie that I honestly, I don't know how I made it throughout the day without it. I created a simple energy boosting cheat sheet with all of my favorite energy boosting rituals. And these are rituals that are literally one to three minutes long. Some of them are so simple and so easy to implement that you can do them today. Now I'm sharing my top 10 that I've used and shared with thousands of people in my community. These rituals will take you from feeling like a zombie to a rock star in a matter of minutes. I have the link to this wonderful little cheat sheet in the show notes for this episode, which is episode 150. 
And I just want to take a moment and just celebrate episode 150. It's such a big milestone. And today I'm excited to bring on Andrea Marcellus to share her truth about never needing another health-related New Year's resolution. It's going to be such a fun conversation to have. But before I bring her on, I want to pause for a second and take a moment and thank you for your amazing support of the Essentially You podcast. I cannot express how deeply honored I am to serve you and bring on guests that I think you will gain value from. This podcast is about opening new doors for women who may have thought they were shut. Each episode is designed to move you closer to feeling your best in your body, no matter where you are in your journey. The other big mission of this podcast is to shed light on the biggest women's health issues that sometimes get ignored. You deserve to be heard, seen, and supported. And I know the best way that I can do that is by offering you insight into how your body works, let you know that I believe you when you say something isn't right, and offer knowledge that may help you get to the root cause sooner than you would have going the standard route. Later this week, the Essentially You podcast will hit a million downloads. We are so close. Only six months after hitting a half a million downloads. And it's thanks 100% to you for sharing these episodes and interviews with women that matter most to you. Every single day I hear from new listeners who were recommended by you via iTunes, Instagram, even text messages. I know that's how I love to share my favorite podcast episodes and books is I just text message my friends after taking a screenshot. Let's highlight one such listener now. Anna from Mesa, Arizona wrote via Facebook a couple weeks back. Your mini series on our menstrual cycle was so mind-blowing. I had no idea that when I bled during my period, I had no idea that when I bled while being on the pill that it wasn't actually a period. I've been on hormonal birth control for over 10 years and no one said anything to me. We are wanting to start trying for a baby and thanks to you, I am getting off the pill and getting my body ready almost a year before we want to start to really try just to make sure my cycle is regular and my hormones are back on track. Well, thank you so much for sharing your win and aha moment, Anna. I am so happy to shout you out today. As a person who struggled with my periods and birth control pills, I completely relate to your journey so much. Now, if you're listening, Anna, I would love to gift you a signed copy of the EO Hormone Solution book with a personal note from me. Just reach out to me on Facebook where you found me originally or on Instagram at Dr. Marisa, and we will get that book to you very soon. Now, if you are listening, well, thank you so much for tuning in. As I mentioned earlier in this podcast, this entire podcast is about giving you the answers that you deserve about your body. And if any episode or interview has helped you in any way, I would love to shout you out too. You can reach out to me via Instagram, Facebook, or the gold standard is simply review this podcast on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you plug into. That way, we continue to open the door for women to get educated, feel heard, and feel seen on their hormone journey and help them become the CEO of their own health. I'm now excited to welcome Andrea Marcellus to connect with us about creating sustainable, healthy habits. But before I do, I want to sing her praises. A decade-long fitness expert and lifestyle strategist, Andrea Marcellus has expertly guided clients to personalize health utilizing her own unique, actionable set of principles to ramp up every area of their lives. An advocate for working out less and treating food like a friend, Andrea is living proof that maintaining long-term health doesn't have to be hard. 
She details her five strategies for living happier, healthier lives in her book, The Way In. At the same time, her fitness app and life helps busy, driven people create and integrate personalized long-term fitness solutions into their lives. Let's welcome her onto the show. Welcome to the Essentially You podcast. Andrea, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic. Thank you. How are you? I am doing wonderful. I'm doing so wonderful. It's gorgeous and sunny where I'm at right now. I hope it is that way for you as well. And I'm so happy to be having this conversation because, you know, as we are, we are recording this, um, about to be Thanksgiving, about to be the holidays. And let's be honest, things go off the rails big time for people at this time of the year. And then after all the guilt and kind of the like, oh my goodness, what have I done? We start to set up those New Year's resolutions. And what we want to do today is how we set ourselves up for success once and for all so that we do not need New Year's resolutions. And I'm super excited to have this conversation. I'm super excited to have it too, because this is such a soul-sucking issue for people. And I, I really have some answers and I'm so glad when I get to give them. I love it. Well, tell me a little bit about what has driven the inspiration to do the work that you do. I know that you have been doing this for quite some time. Clearly, it's 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 in every cell of your body. But what was the thing that said, ooh, I, I need to do this work in the world? I began this in my early 20s, much like many people. You know, I was uh, trying to be an actress and I got into fitness actually at a, a bad accident. And it was taking classes in New York fitness studios uh, was a way that I kind of cheered myself up. And then I started to teach myself how to teach and it just became a passion. But I was very concerned with my exterior, being an actress. And it's it's much like the reason people come to me or what they think is the issue driving them to come to me. But what I've really come to understand is the mentality you're walking around with has more to do than anything with how you feel about yourself and whether or not you will get an outside that matches the strong, capable person. I know you are on the inside and you know it too. You just don't know how to get there. And part of that is that mentality shift we need to make to get out of our own way. And I walked the path everybody else is walking, the really hard, calorie-restrictive, grueling workout, you know, good and bad foods path for the first 16 years of my career. And I could only get myself so far and I could only get my clients so far. And, you know, I looked better. I was strong. I was all sorts of things, but I was nowhere near what I thought I would be for the amount of time and effort and attention to the subject and being good. And, you know, and finally, I, about 10 years ago, just said, this does not work. And it's miserable. Like you're saying no thank you to things all the time. You are criticizing yourself all the time. Every time you pass a mirror, every plate of food, everything is self-judgment all the time about an exterior, not about what you actually do and contribute in life, which is far more important. And so I threw this, everything I thought I knew out the window, I created a different way and I shrunk. And it was doing less, less of everything. It was a much more moderate approach featuring what I call body kindness. <laughs> and, and, you know, I got myself there and then I started doing this with my clients and 
I really honed a method and it just works for people. And when you have something that works and it's super individual, and I'm not telling you to be me or to be anybody else, I'm guiding you to figure out what's right for you. That is how we will get results that last. That's how we will get this conversation to be over for you for the long haul so that you can really spend your life on more important things and things that really are of deep value to you. And once I kind of had this figured out, I'm like, this is a gift and we must help free people from the prison of their own mind and their own self-judgment. Hmm. So what I'm hearing so much and one, thank goodness, you know, that, that incredible journey to that self-discovery is such a big win and big aha moment. And then being able to translate that because you probably see that in a lot of women and a lot of the clients that you have worked with. I would say that so many of us think that we need self-discipline when we really need a lot of self-love. When, when you're working with people out the gate and, and you're, you're seeing that a lot of us have fallen into the cycle, right? Of, of kind of starving ourselves, living off of carrots <laughs> or celery juice, whatever that may be, and working our booties, you know, in multiple classes. Um, what are some of the, the real deep, deeper seated obstacles, the deeper seated concerns that you see in those, in those, in those clients and those people? Well, I think, you know, everybody has their own journey and their own pain and their own hurts and whatever. And certainly in my case, you know, sort of attacking my exterior was something I could do in a day. And it's something you feel like you can control, or if you just do all these things, the math should add up. But the fact is calories in calories out, you know, and you're, your Fitbit, your whatever, and I'm eating this, it doesn't work because of, and this is your specialty, hormones for one reason. And, you know, it's, it's really your human being. You're not a mathematical equation. You cannot spreadsheet yourself. So, you know, how hydrated you are, how tired you are, if your in-laws are in town and stressing you out, if you're like, all these things affect your metabolism. And also, you know, how focused are you? What kind of purpose does your life have? Are you happy? Are you getting up and doing something you want to be doing every day? These things affect how your body functions. And these are the intangibles. So not only do I try to address with people just common sense tweaks to the life they actually live to get them on a path towards fitness that if you just keep walking in this direction, you can't not get there. You will get there. But in the meantime, what do you want your life to be about? Who are you? What's important beyond worrying about other people or things like that? So often we shift our focus off of ourselves by worrying about other things that actually don't need worrying. They're just easy distractions. And so when you get to the heart of it, a lot of times it's that people really haven't found their purpose yet. Mm, I love that so much. One that you're absolutely right. It's not a, it's not a calories in versus calories out equation. There are so much more going on inside of the body and you're right. Life circumstances, belief, whether they're limiting beliefs or empowering beliefs, whatever those may look like, but also that you said, I thought was super, super poignant, which is really connecting into all of these intangibles, 
recognizing that there's a lot of intangibles at play and having purpose, being driven by purpose is one of the, one we can measure as an indicator for overall health and well-being. because when we are driven by something bigger than ourselves, we want to make sure that we're healthy enough to show up for it. So I absolutely agree with that. And I, I know for a fact, you know, I, I definitely got caught up in the yo-yo of lots of discipline and, you know, really narrowing what I could eat, narrowing how I exercised and absolutely feeling the stressors of that and having profound implications on our hormone systems because not only was it emotionally draining, but it was also physically draining as well. Um, by having to live in this little narrow confine, which wasn't one, not joyful, but two, really, really challenging, almost obsessively challenging to maintain. Well, it doesn't fit the life you actually live. And if, unless you lose weight and shape up in a way that resembles the life you will continue on with, you will not maintain your achievements. You just absolutely won't. And so many fitness programs out there, these rigorous, grueling workout programs are asking you to essentially try on somebody else's life for a while and fit that into your schedule and rearrange everything and live that life for a bit and you can get so far. But then what happens when you go back to being you? It's the same thing with diets. I mean, you are somebody and you're not wrong. And you know your own body and you just need some guidance maybe or some simple tweaks to things you do to make your choices more advantageous for you and more beneficial. But that doesn't mean we need to reinvent you. You're great. You have a lot that's correct and working for you. We need to work within those parameters and then you will maintain your achievements and you will build confidence. So by setting these physical goals and making them really doable and easy and something that makes sense to you, you actually achieve them. And they're just kind of like, you know, notches on your belt and your, your mentality can solidify and your confidence can grow. And so the mental grows with the physical and they, they work symbiotically. And that's really what we're looking for. For That's really mind-body connection. It's not just kumbaya and how we breathe in yoga class. It's about believing I can achieve things with my body and my physicality. And it's your body proving to you that that willpower, it's not even willpower we need, it's its decision. And again, purpose and your body can deliver and your body can do things that are so far beyond what you even expect if you give it the chance and you're kind to yourself. So that first step is I'm looking and thinking about kind of understanding. So sometimes we don't understand our bodies. Like we've fallen kind of victim to the self-discipline or to the, to the yo-yo diets. And we've always kind of been doing one thing or the other. It may be challenging to even know what kind of living in our own skin looks like and understanding our own purpose. What are ways in which that we can begin to explore that and realize like what's working for us versus what's not working for us and what's working for us in a healthy way versus what's working for us in a distress way, right? These are a lot of really good questions. The first thing I encourage people to do is get to a neutral. <laughs> so, and the way to do that is, and this is the, the program in my book and also my book, The Way In, and also on my In Life app, that it's, it's about a moderate approach to food and workouts. You're getting yourself calm. And the first thing to do is eat on a schedule 
I'm not looking to box anybody in at all, but it's every two to four hours you're eating. So you're not grazing anymore. One of the first things you can do to help yourself right now is don't graze because as you know very well, we have ghrelin in our stomach to tell us when we're hungry. We have leptin in our brains to say, hey, I've had enough. We are so out of touch with that because of the grazing movement. We don't know what it is to actually be hungry. So it's allowing yourself to understand that. That's number one. Yeah. And, and let's just be a lot of other clarity around grazing too, is that our mitochondria, which are in every single cell in the body, our little energy powerhouses, they actually shut down when we're grazing too much. Eating is a very energetic process and it creates exhaust like a car. And if we're constantly eating, we're constantly creating exhaust in terms of free radicals and we're shutting down our energy power centers. So just a heads up. And I, I'm, I actually say four to six hours because I really want people to have that break in between because we do have those incredible hormones. Yeah. And it is. And what I find is over time, when you work with the program, I have the time you can go depending on the portions you eat it can extend or whatever, but it's like this. What I want people to do is be more body intuitive because as you well know, we have days when we need more fuel and we have days when we have need less fuel. And what I like to get people to do is start at a neutral and, you know, give yourself a long time there. And then you get to really hear your body and then respond to what it's telling you it needs. And it becomes a really wonderful relationship and you can trust that, I'm not feeling hungry. It's okay. And then when I am feeling hungry, I can eat more that day and it's okay. Like, and that's what we want to be where there's a better relationship of listening to ourselves and responding to what we need. And I think that goes along with sleep and that goes along with exercise and movement, right? There are going to be some days um, today. I thought I was going to yesterday. I did a workout. We <laughs> did a workout where we had to do a thousand different types of leg exercises, like a thousand, we had to do a thousand actual like lunges or whatever that was. And so today we were debating whether, what we were going to do, my husband and I, and we were like, uh, uh-uh, we're not going to the gym to do a hard workout. We're going to go walk the beach and we're going to go take a hike. And we were just listening to our bodies. Like our bodies were fully, we were good from yesterday. That was the decision we made for doing today. And just listening to what our bodies need, I think is so, so important. Um, I, I know we just don't do enough of it. We oftentimes, especially women, we just grind it out. Like we're just like, I'm not listening. I'm just going to do the thing I need to do. Well, it's the compare game. So it's too much information, too much messaging, and that we don't trust our own inner voice. And we're looking around and going, well, there's the skinny girl in spinning class. What does she eat? Kale pops? Okay, I'm going to live on kale pops now. Like it's, you know, it's it's part of it's the compare game and where you 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 lose touch with yourself and your own grace and your own intelligence. Like, you know, what works for you, what doesn't work for you. But the other thing is this myth that's being messaged to us about workouts right now and grueling workouts. Like you can choose to do a thousand leg exercises in a day. I would never do that. Like, you know, that might feel good to you. But for me, the baseline I get people to is 20 minutes of getting your heart rate up a day. And however that is, some days that's a brisk walk. Some days, and you know, on my in-life app, I have a lot of what I call micro workouts. There's seven minutes at your desk at the office. You don't even have to change clothes. There's the kitchen counter. You have something in the oven. You know, it's 
12 minute bar class. Like, and you're trying to get your heart rate up for a total of 20 minutes a day. And mostly you're trying to activate your life. So I count standing that standing is a goal every day. You want to stand for at least 60 minutes and then you try to get to 90 minutes. And once you get to there, much like we were talking about the food timing can adjust and change. I stand for hours in a day. Now it is uncomfortable for me to sit for long periods of time. And that's where we want to be, where for your body to be active and tell you, I need to be up and around for that to be the natural, for that to be the default, not for your body to be in an inactive receptive state all the time. That's not, that's not engaging in life, either mentally or physically. And we want to be in a place where we're ready to engage, ready to receive and ready to respond. And so really this principle of workouts that are super grueling, like every now and then we love to push ourselves, and that's fantastic. But what I like to try to do is get the bar to be somewhere where we can be consistent because consistency is what wins the fitness game and consistency in what works for you. And you'll level up because you'll want to, not because of some arbitrary program that was thrown at you and you see the other people doing it. So you try to do it too. You know, it's listening to your body and leveling up as it is, is it excites you and it feels good. Like that challenge you and your husband gave yourself yesterday, that felt good to you. You were excited. That was a number you wanted to hit it. And that's where we want to be with our workouts. But we want to be careful not to overdo it. Like today is a great choice because when we overwork out all the time, aside from overtraining issues, which you understand well, and they shut your body down just like overeating does, but They also make you need to eat more regularly. And then people end up in this vicious cycle. And this happened to me personally in the beginning of my career. So I know this one well. So you're working out so much trying to be lean. And then you're doing these grueling workouts that require you to eat more to sustain the workout regimen. And what you do is, yes, you're developing muscle, but there's just this layer of dough that never goes because you are still eating so many calories. And often what you've done these workouts are too hard and they've burnt all the glycogen out of your muscles. That's your muscle sugar. And it makes you feel funky. It's like, have you been to a too hard spinning class or a too hard yoga class and you feel really funky after, and then you go and you start to like drink energy drinks or you, you you end up eating more all day, just trying to feel normal. You know, you've overdone it. And so that's why we want to try to find what's moderate for you with maybe some high intensity intervals or some pushes, but something that won't upend the portions you need to eat because nutrition is number one in the fitness game and consistency with your exercise. I mean, nutrition is number one in the, in that wellness game. It's the number one thing. I know a lot of people think that they can fitness their way into being healthy. And it's really about what you put into your bodies in terms of nutrition. That's going to be the game change. I absolutely agree. You can absolutely get stuck in a cycle where if you're working out too hard, you're having to eat too much. And that completely throws things off. 100% believe that. So I, I love the idea of, yeah, figuring out what feels good for you so that you're able to nourish yourself in a way that that feels in alignment. And you know what happens too? It sets the bar so high. And, um, you know, this is one of the reasons, you know, I'm encouraging people right now to start this program right now, like end 2019 strong, like make, make a few adjustments right now. Don't wait for 2020 because when we do these news resolutions, <laughs> We set the bar so high for ourselves. We, again, 
take two steps too far away from the life we actually live, and then it's unsustainable. And that's why, you know, the New Year's resolutions don't work. You're working out too hard. You're trying things that are too foreign to you. You're all of a sudden making 12 new meals a week, like you're a test chef on the Food Network. I mean, this isn't you. This isn't your life. And you're feeling gross after the holidays. You want to make a change. And what I encourage people to do is, hey, why don't you impress yourself by being more moderate through the holidays or during very social times, same in the summer, it becomes a much more social time, you know, find a way to be more moderate, more consistent with your workouts, lower the bar, make it attainable every day, make your goals attainable every day. And you'll see, you never need a resolution again. It's so true. I mean, absolutely. It's the real, it's really a mindset shift, you know, for the holidays, the holidays don't have to blow up in your face. Um, The holidays don't have to sabotage you the way that we've been, we, we've given ourselves permission to let it do so. For us, the holidays, we still maintain all of our workouts. We we maintain moving every single day and we're really, really mindful about what we eat as well. So the holidays never take me by surprise and they never throw me off mainly because I'm always, I mean, I think it's just a matter of deciding and choosing choosing in. And I know you talked about, it's not about discipline. It's about choosing. It's about deciding how you want to treat your body. And for me, my vision is that I'm always taking care of my body. I'm always honoring my body. And by that, I'm not putting a bunch of crap in it that my body's like, Oh my God, what are you doing? What's so interesting is that that feels good to you. It's actually beyond a choice now. It's your preference. And so where I start with people is often people are not there yet. Oh, I'm not saying people are there. I'm just speaking about my way of operating. I know my people aren't there. (laughs) But where you are is a beautiful, great place to be because when it is your honest to goodness choice to eat simpler foods and to make sure you move every day. Like that's the goal. That's the Holy grail. And what I do is, and what's so different about what I do, like on the cover of my book is a pizza, a steak, a glass of wine, there's oatmeal and some fruit, you know, but I mean, there's, because in my approach, nothing's off limits. With Hajimoto's thyroiditis, which I have an autoimmune condition, those are all off limits for me. (laughs) Well, but it's off limits for a medical reason. Yes. And a lot of my audience is very much in that boat. We're like, we have to make those types of choices because we, we are dealing with a condition. The point I'm trying to make is that when you have a medical condition that's created parameters for you to work in, that's a different situation than people that really are stepping, that don't even have an awareness necessarily. They just still judge things as good or bad. Like what I'm trying to say is we definitely need to allow ourselves the foods that what I call social foods that may be less beneficial. So there are things you eat that are more beneficial and less beneficial, even within the parameters of what, and what I'm saying is I'm trying to help people take the judgment away from food. So the judgment is off of themselves at the same time. And so they can actually get there. But totally, when you have medical issues, we really have to respect those and we have to, but the number one thing is when you're finding foods in there and there's so many foods to eat, right? I mean, nobody's going hungry, but what, what's really important is that you have to like your food. So even when you're eating within parameters that your doctor has given you and that are very important for you to be well, you have to find things that you honestly look forward to and that you're really excited about eating because this is a really interesting study in my book. 
your body knows the difference between food you actually like and food you're eating because it's like a diet or you're supposed to. And there was this woman who did this amazing study called the milkshake study. And she, I think this was at Johns Hopkins, or I might get that wrong, but she basically had a group come in and she gave them, she tested the Greenland levels in their stomach and she gave them a 600 calorie chocolate decadent dessert shake, right? And she tested the Greenland levels in their stomach after they had that. And then the next week, and again, Greenland is what tells you to stop eating. It lets you know you're satisfied. And then she gave that same group of people a 160 calorie meal replacement chocolate shake a couple weeks later and tested their Greenland levels again. And the Greenland levels dropped three times faster or rose, I'm sorry, three times faster in the um, group that had the chocolate shake. So their stomach was telling them, okay, leptin, come out of the brain. We're satisfied. We're fine. They were satisfied faster with the 600 calorie chocolate shake. And the, the rub of the whole test was that they were the exact same shake. So what they thought of their food determined how well their hormones helped them in that battle of portions and eating energy appropriate portions of food. So my big thing with clients, and this is why in my book, it's not, I don't give you a diet. I give you parameters of foods that are going to be really beneficial for you that I want you eating 80% of the time. But we have to figure out what recipes can you easily make? What foods do you really look forward to in that time? Because your body knows. And if if you don't really like the foods you eat all the time, the recipes you eat, your body's going to feel like you know, you're on a diet and that's not going to help you for the long haul. So it's super important to really like your food. Yeah, absolutely. And and I, you know, I know like what I used to eat and what I loved at 25, it shifted at 30 and then it shifted at 35 and then it shifted like, so, and also note that, I mean, definitely I do struggle with people who are like, I just don't like water or I just don't like salads. And I'm like, you got to get over that. <laughs> you got to, you know, learn to like it, learn to like water because you are made of 65 to 72% water. You know, you got to You got to get rid of the Coca-Cola. I totally hear you too, but also recognizing that we can learn to love. I think we can learn to love foods. I think in sometimes like my sister, like I'm, I'm my sister is very different than me and I'm always working with her and, and she doesn't like, she doesn't want to drink water. And I'm just like, it's a non-negotiable girl. You can't keep drinking soda. I do believe it's that fine balance, but also learning to like discover foods that you love too, or that you may not know you love that are super healing for you. Yeah, it's fun to help people on a journey. And then, you know, one of the most important things is offering out one small thing at a time. So like in my method, I have people, well, you know, we're creatures of habit anyway. The fact is you probably eat the same things for breakfast all the time, the same things for lunches all the time. So what I take on are the meals we're not sharing. So that's usually our breakfast, a lot of our lunches, the snacks we eat during the days. And I help people find highly beneficial foods, easy, easy recipes, easy things to get during those periods of times. That's where we start. And you just eat, these are my one or two choices for breakfast. These are my one or two choices for lunch. And they're things you really look forward to. They're really easy for you to make. And they're from categories of highly beneficial foods. And what happens is without me saying, you've got to get over it or you've got to change because that's hard for people unless they have a medical issue that makes them. What happens is I back them into it because your tastes change. 
If 80% of the time you're eating these highly beneficial foods, these things I call one step away from a tree, they are naturally low in sugar and in sodium. And the foods that are the least beneficial for us, I mean, these social foods that are too rich or anything obviously processed or in a bag or a can or a box, you know, like, but those things actually, they taste too salty or too sweet. You get that artificial flavor, it starts to bother you. And so what happens is your preferences, again, I'm saying it's not so much about willpower, it's about allowing your preferences to change, just as our tastes change from 25 to 30 to 35. This is a method to fast track preference changing in the foods you eat so that you will naturally choose cleaner, simpler foods. And then you're, you're on your path. And I find that that works better than trying to tell people you can't have this or can't have that. I offer up what you can have. We focus on what you can do and that gets them there faster. Yeah, no, I hear you. I was um, at a friend's house. We were getting IVs yesterday and they had a detox water and I was like, I didn't look at it. I, I trusted that they, that it was actual detox water. I don't, I didn't know. And the moment I drank it, I could tell there was sugar or probably a combination of sugar and processed sugars in it or something. Maybe it was stevia and I ended up being stevia and organic agave. And I, sugar and I do not get along. It's not good for my insulin levels. It's not good for my thyroid. And I don't like the way it tastes anymore. And so I immediately knew, like I could taste it. And I was like, I, I felt so bad. I was like, I just can't drink this. Like, this is just not for me. And that's perfect. That's where you want your body to be, that you've been doing this so long. Like, you you know, like, you, mm, and you reject it. And then it wasn't about willpower or anything like that, or that you're on a strict program. It's that, ew. <laughs> it just tasted, ew. Absolutely. And it totally takes time to get there. And I love that you've got an approach that helps people like go from wherever they're at to kind of slowly easing into a more nutrient dense way of eating because that's truly nourishing the bodies. It's better for the environment. But if you tell people like it's, it's so much about the messaging, isn't it? It's so much about what we tell ourselves and it has to always be in a positive way, but we all get there. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Is there more so like listening to the body, you know, a couple of tips on how do we, how do we tune into that inner dialogue, that inner voice regarding, you know, kind of making these choices, knowing what kind of workout to do, you know, knowing whether we need more sleep, knowing what kind of foods we should put into our bodies. Are we just constantly checking in with that inner pilot light? Yeah. I think one of the easiest things to do, and this is, you know, why I wrote a book and created an app is to get a little guidance and to just get a baseline going to be able to find out about yourself. And again, it's that neutral. So in my book, I have a six-week program, which is a rocket launcher for your fitness level. And what's amazing about it is that it is not a prescribed diet or workout regimen. It is an opportunity to find out you pick from these suggestions and then we're just going to kind of, and it's just little checklists and stuff, but we're going to find out what works best for you. And at the end of that six weeks, you come away with your personal fitness formula, I call it. And you also come away with your rapid reset formula, which is I need to feel my absolute best because I'm either I've been sick or I'm just I've been too social or I have a beach vacation coming up. That's something we know. These are the best of the best, the cleanest and middle level workouts that aren't going to be taxing on your body. That That's the quick program, but that's not the lifestyle. The lifestyle is what we learn about you during that time. And during that time, I have a few days where 
We see how grains affect you. We have a few days where we see how dairy affects you. We have a few days where, you know, we find out how fruit, people are enormously inefficient at digesting fructose, as you know well. Well, yeah, if you've got a clogged liver, you can't break down fructose. And it depends on how many glut five receptors you have. And it depends on, I mean, you know this and people don't know. So when I see people ordering a big fruit salad because they're being good, I go, oh, I, <laughs> you know, because you have to, everybody has a different level of efficiency for digesting fructose. It is, you know, one of the least available energy nutrients there is, you know, like, so it's really a learning opportunity. And then my app supports that with, all sorts of workouts. Some are longer, some are shorter. It's whatever you can get in. Again, the idea is what can you be consistent with and what feels great to you? What do you look forward to doing? And then you find out about yourself. And also like to your point about finding out new things, I have a lot of things on there that are so short. It gives you the opportunity. I'm going to dabble in this like kind of old school training and see if I like it. Oh, I'm going to dabble in yoga. See if I like it. And it's not a huge time commitment. And you might find that you actually really enjoy moving your body in ways you've never tried before, but you're too afraid to go show up at a 90 minute yoga class. That seems like too much of a scary commitment. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I think it's like giving yourself a baseline and trying a bunch of things out according to a process and a method that is easily, easily fits into the schedule you actually live is how you start. And that will get you there. And then you can adjust and tweak, and then you will naturally start to learn about your body. And then you will be able to build some trust. And especially with that eating on that schedule, that's one of the biggest things you can do and with energy appropriate portions of food. So in my method, I have people go by their hands. You know, your hands are proprietary to you. (laughs) They fit your body. And I say, you know, two hands is a meal and one hand is a snack to start. This is not some scientific fact handed down to me by the fitness gods. This is just generally speaking, doing this for 26 years with people and this method, particularly with 10, I find that two hands of food for people on a plate, and it doesn't matter what it is, that amount tends to be what their stomach can easily digest and what will help them get to energy appropriate portions of food. So they're hungry again in that four hour time period. And they really start to get a metabolism that's working for them and also a digestion that's working for them. When we overload our stomach, as you know well, the stomach cannot churn. We can't do all those pre-digestive functions quite as well as when we have appropriate portions of food for us, for our body. So I try to help people find what that is for them. Mm, I love those, those key tips, those key, that key starting point, that key place. Andrea, honey, where can we find you? I know you mentioned your book. I know you mentioned your app. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? So my book, which I have right here so you can see it, this is The Way In, Five Winning Strategies to Lose Weight, Get Strong, and Lift Your Life. This is available everywhere books are sold. So wherever you get a book, you will find this. <laughs> and my app um, and life is available on iTunes and Google Play Store, and um, they really support each other. So they're designed to work together. The app will help with that six-week program in the book with recipe ideas, really simple, quick recipes. This isn't, you know, top chef. This is, I'm a busy person trying to eat nutritious foods 
quickly. What do I do? <laughs> and so it, there's a lot of recipes in there. And then the workouts, again, things that can actually fit in your day all the time, no matter what. And we have a lot of options like that. And then the app has a really unique purpose to it that's different than any other fitness app. It's about ingraining these habits, these four daily goals I give you. One has to do with the food strategy, your portions, your schedule, and eating these beneficial foods 80% of the time at least. One is your hydration strategy. We're watching the caloric drinks in our life so people aren't getting too much sugar that way. In addition to trying to get eight to 10 glasses of water and non-caloric beverages. And we're looking to stand 60 minutes every day. And we're looking to get your heart rate up 20 minutes every day. If you can hit these daily goals, you can really get there. And I have challenges in the app. You can challenge yourself to hit them for just one day. You can level up to three days. You can level up to five, seven, you know, and on and on. And when you do these challenges for yourself, you really give yourself an opportunity to commit to creating a baseline and then eventually you won't need them. And like, you can just do them just to keep honest every now and then, or to just give yourself a boost every now and then. So the book helps you learn about yourself. And then the app helps you turn what you learn into life-changing habits that will release you from this burden forever. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your brilliance and your expertise. And I just love so many of the the ways in which we can start like just getting going and understanding our body better and that you've created such beautiful tools for us to be able to do that. I really appreciate that. And I really, really appreciate what you spend your life and time on because it is so important to really start respecting our individual hormone systems. And we are scratching the surface on that knowledge and what you're really doing with your life and time is so crucial and valuable to all of us. So thank you. Thank you so much. Well, have a good day, honey. It was such a pleasure. Thank you. Are you ready to throw out your new year's resolution for 2020? I felt like Andrea made a great case for casting aside healthy New Year's resolutions. Personally, I am not a fan of New Year's resolutions. I absolutely love to set intentions, and I also love to pick a word that I'm going to embrace for the new year. And I already have my new word for 2020 in mind, and I can't wait to share it with you as we get closer to 2020, which is just a couple weeks away. Now, if you're feeling inspired to learn more about how to create amazing sustainable changes, check out Andrea's book, The Way In. You will find her five lifestyle strategies to create the body that you want. It's going to be in the link for episode 150. Also in the show notes will be my top 10 energy boosting cheat sheet with super easy ways to boost your energy starting today. I know you're going to love some of my absolute favorite rituals, my green smoothie recipes in there. I have some essential oil recipes in there. It is such a wonderful guide to get started and boosting your energy today, especially during the holiday season when things can feel so stressful and just a little overwhelming with all the to-do lists you've got going on. Now, both links will be in the show notes for episode 150, or you can go to the website, drmarisa.com slash podcast. And I just want to say thank you again for stopping in and listening to the Essentially You podcast. On the upcoming episode, I am coming back on a solo to share my top healthy holiday eating and stress hacks. These are rituals and tricks that have been lifesavers for me for many years, and I'm so excited to share them with you. Yes, they're going to be simple. Yes, they're going to be easy to implement because that's what I'm all about. 
Plus, we're gonna be celebrating a million downloads and have a fun giveaway. So you're definitely gonna wanna listen in on the next episode as we celebrate and I set you up for success. Until then, have an amazing day.